4: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoke and audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. ATT.
0: This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback.
2: Hey fam, I'm Jada
5: Pinkett-Smith, and this is the Red Table Talk podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. On this Red Table Talk... This happens to be a topic that is very close to home. Help for millions struggling with addiction during the coronavirus crisis.
4: Gammy was a heroin addict. The quarantine actually put me back in touch with going to meetings because I started to go online.
5: The thing that shocked me was when you said that you had overdosed a few times. Oh, yeah. Wait. It's been a long time since I've had a drink, but old emotional habits try to creep back in. Yeah. An addiction specialist answers your questions.
3: I literally left rehab, and that day was when this whole pandemic started to happen, and I was not prepared for that at all.
5: Wow, that's real. From drugs, smoking, alcohol, to overeating. I'm seeing a lot of people having a lot of struggle around food.
6: I can feel your anxiety coming through.
5: If you or anyone you know needs help, this is an important Red Table Talk. God...
4: Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can.
5: Here we are. How's everyone doing out there? I know this is our quarantine time and it's tough. We've decided to come to the table today to talk about addiction Mm -hmm. and how to deal with addictions of all kinds during the time of this the
4: pandemic yeah, yeah
5: and during this quarantine which is super tough it happens to be a topic that is very close to home for us as some of you may know gammy was a heroin addict
4: gam has been in recovery now for how long 29 years so i'm wow. actually I saw... 29 years. I celebrated 29 years in December, so I'm in my 30th year.
5: You're in your 30th 30th year. year. Go down.
4: It's been a long time since I've had to rely on going to meetings daily. The quarantine, believe it or not, put me back in touch with going to meetings. My sponsor called me and let me know that there were meetings online. And I actually went to my old home group back in Baltimore. Wow. And I'm telling you, it was such, (laughs) such a good feeling. You kind of forget the importance of one addict helping another. Right. I mean, it was like being back home. Right. You know, it was just such a good feeling to connect with people like me that understood what was going on, sharing the same feelings and experiences. It's just so important. Right. People are struggling out here. Here's the thing that shocked me this morning was when you said you had oh. overdosed
5: <laughs> a few times. Oh, yeah. Wait. So you, like, what do you mean, oh, yeah, like, You know, overdosed oh. a few times.
4: Yeah. That's part of being a drug addict. I can remember getting out of treatment and them wanting to put me on some kind of drug that was going to block the effects of the heroin. And if I tried to go over mm. to get past that block, that, you know, I would potentially OD. And I was like, you think that's gonna stop me? Like, that's, that's not gonna stop me from doing that. OD'd a couple of times. Wow. So that was not a big deal to me. I knew in my heart that I had to want to change my life. Yeah. That there wasn't a drug that was going to stop me.
7: Yeah.
4: I had to stop me. Right. Like, I got to get this on my own. Right. When you say overdose, because when
5: I think of overdose, I you're, think you're, you're dead. You can't, you're not Somebody responsive. Somebody has to bring you around. Somebody has to bring you around. Right. So that's what happened to you? Yeah.
4: So how do they bring you around? Yeah. One time they, like, put me in a tub of cold water. One time they put a lighter to my finger and just burned my finger to try to Get bring you me up. around. Sometimes you come out of it and sometimes you don't. Well,
5: all I can say is hallelujah yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, for 29 years. Exactly.
5: Because
4: yeah. when scary. you're caught up, when you're caught up, you don't... You don't think about you don't, that. You're not thinking about all of that. You're just trying to get high. Yeah.
5: Willow, I'm really proud of you as well because you have decided to curb your excessive weed smoking. Exactly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
7: <laughs> I mean, you always were telling me, you'd be like, you gotta stop that smoking. You would always say
4: that.
5: <laughs> and well, only because I, as your mother... I could see
4: the effects of it that you couldn't. Exactly. Yeah. And now And for me, it was like with the history that we have in our totally, family. It, totally. would drive me, it was driving me crazy. Because yeah. all we could think about is that it's a gate to something yeah. else.
7: Yeah, I have haven't been smoking marijuana for three months.
5: Just, Just specifically none at all. THC.
7: When I stopped smoking, it was a really big like eye-opener because I was like, there are so many people, like, f- that people that I called friends in my life, who just kinda like...
4: Drifted away. You
7: know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, really made me think like, this is really interesting. You so know, there's a lot of social. It's very social. So, I mean, for me it was, for me it was. It was like, you know, when you're young and you're with your friends and it's mm-hmm. like, you know what, you know what I mean? It's right. like, you don't think anything of it. And I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's like, around the time I stopped smoking, I started doing a lot of yoga. Mm -hmm. And I just excelled because I was putting all of my energy into that. Like, I wasn't doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, what if I was doing this with everything?
5: Mm. Mm -hmm. You know what
7: I mean? And then it really made me think, like, what have I been missing? Mm. Yeah. What have I been um, not putting my all into or not putting, like, all of my brain power into? Right. For everyone, it's different. Like, for some people, marijuana doesn't um, affect them, like... Now I see it affected me. Mm -hmm. And even like,
5: like I had- How do you see how it affected you though? When you you look at yourself today, and then you look at you then when you were, I'll say smoking excessively, because I do think that that plant can be helpful it is a medicine for a lot of
7: people. Definitely. And it raises quality of life for a lot of people. People, Um, sure. But when it's not something that is like you need it medically and you're just using it. Like for me, like maybe like, you know, once every two weeks or whatever is a vibe. But like for me, it was like.
5: Yes, it was. But like (laughs) anything else, if you abuse it. yeah. It's totally. not helpful. Exactly. Right? And I feel like people think because it comes out of the ground, you can't abuse it. Totally and that's not true. Yeah. Heroin comes out of the ground. And uh, heroin comes out of the ground, too. Right. <laughs> so what have you seen that's different? What had you seen? I'm less anxious, said, which less is...
7: anxious. Who would have thought that's ridiculous? I never understood that smoking would actually make me more anxious.
4: Mm-hmm. You feel like you're more productive?
7: 100%. More focused? 100%. When I was bored, I would just smoke. Now, Mm -hmm. because of this quarantine, bored all the time, but I'm putting my
5: energy into different things. Ah. So when you're ready to stop using, you got to be ready for a whole new lifestyle. Exactly. And knowing exactly why
7: that you're doing that. Because for me, I realized it's the... Oral fixation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even really the getting high. It's the, like, oral fixation of, like, just smoking that I really enjoyed. So now I'm starting to, like, figure out, okay, like, utilizing CBD in different ways. It's not psychoactive, but because I've been working out so much, helps your muscles. It helps all these other different things. So I'm like, maybe I can just satiate that in different ways that
5: aren't psychoactive that are like, dumbing me down basically. Right. Did it help at all when I just kept going, hey, I need you to see this. I mean. Or did it make you go, you don't know what you're talking about. This is the thing.
7: It's not that it didn't make sense because now I see what you were saying. Right. Mm -hmm. But before I was like, because my biggest thing was like, I would understand if I was like not Productive. Yeah, not productive. If I wasn't working and if I wasn't like making an effort. And supporting yourself. Exactly. Right. Then I could see how it would be like, eh. But that was my um it, that was my justification of right. being like, oh,
4: like I'm doing all this, so At the end of the day, as a parent, you did what you were supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because in the long run, it helps She worked. does she is gonna remember that. I think that the more aggressive you are, the more
5: the kid's gonna go. Uh, but if you think that a parent tries to talk to their child in a way of, like, hey, this is what I see. Yeah. I know you have to make decisions for yourself. Yeah. I'm afraid, totally. you know, right. because I look at this as one day this isn't going to be enough. Yeah, you but going to You might go into me, something heavier. That, like, to <laughs> me, that sounds like, because this is the thing. I might be a little immature, but I'm not,
7: like, off the wagon. No, but I'm not trying to hurt myself. You know what I mean? We don't and ever think the... we're trying
4: to hurt ourselves when I wasn't we're just trying, trying to, to hurt have some. myself either. Me either. I was trying to have a good time. Yep,
5: that's all I was trying to do was have a good time. You know, and I was so just trying to have a good time. I know what bloodline you come from. Exactly. So I was just you guys always are so funny. we're in there deep. I would just say to you, hey. You're losing your shine. You're losing your glow. Like, you could be doing even more than what you're doing now. You know? You could be doing more of the things that you really want to do. Exactly. What would be your suggestion for young people that are quarantined at this time that are serious smokers, right, who might decide, wow, I don't want to do this anymore? Just really think about, like, what is the first thought in your
7: head before you smoke? Like, what is your first thought? Yeah, and what's if going on And if that's, of you. like, a thought of, like, stress or a thought of using it as a crutch in any way, try to think about that. Right. And if that comes from a negative place, examine that. Right, Because if it comes from a negative place... If you're trying to run from something... That could just snowball. Right. And just right. think about what are some other things that you could utilize that aren't physically or mentally dampening.
5: Right. Right. Like, how did you... How did start? you, no, 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 how, yeah, how did you? Start stopping. <laughs> yeah, start stopping yeah. your excessive smoking.
7: Um, I got rid of all of everything. Like, I got rid of everything that I could smoke with okay. in, and smoke. After that, it was like, okay, like, now if I want to smoke, I'm going to have to, like, make an effort. You know mm. what I mean? And then making that effort is going to make me feel like, this is kind it's of going to make you stop and think. Exactly. So that would be my first thing. Second thing, for my health, and especially now because COVID is a respiratory thing, right. <laughs> I'm really glad that um, I stopped when I did because it does make you more vulnerable. You were explaining to me also that you have a routine. When you yes. wake up, you know what you're doing. 100%. Especially now when we got to stay in our house, I wake up. I do my hour and 30 minutes of yoga. I've been trying to get fluent in Spanish. So take a shower. After that, I'm, like, doing my
4: Spanish work. You have to fill your days with... Like, things my, that are meaningful yeah, to you. Yeah, things that I, are meaningful agree to you, you well. that, like, occupy your mind. I remember when I was first getting clean, too, which happened many times. <laughs> I was, like, a revolving door yes. for, for a while, but... A routine mm-hmm. was really important, and I had to have a plan for my day. Right. I'm still very routine. I still have to have a plan for my day. If I don't have a plan, and I feel a little, eh.
7: Yeah, exactly. I'm
4: not that spontaneous, and people need to know where I am and what I'm doing. I could not have free time to myself. And just be rolling. And just exactly. be rolling. Right. No, because if I'm rolling... You don't know where I'm going. (laughs) I'm going over here. Right. I'm going down Poplar Grove. I don't need to.
5: Right. So (laughs) you 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 need somebody to help you stay accountable. Yes. Yeah.
4: And I think that that's what I would share with people out here when they can't get to a meeting. It's about being connected to people because just because you can't physically be near people, you can still be connected to people. And I'm telling you, these online meetings are extremely helpful. Because you can opt to see people or not. You can have the video on or not. So you feel like you're at a meeting. That's great. That is just as powerful. It's just as powerful. I will
5: say that as your mother, I see that you are far more emotionally balanced. Definitely. And you remain in a more constant good place Total. where I, I feel like agree. when you were smoking, you were on a complete and down, Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so kudos agree. to you. I'm so proud of you. Thank Yay. you. Yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really proud. So joining us is Dr. Mike Dow. He is a family therapist and psychotherapist specializing in addictions of all kinds. We know a lot of people are out there struggling, whether it's with food, alcohol, or drugs, during this particular time.
6: Yeah, people are really starting to feel the effects because this is a hard time, you know? When you have the disease of addiction present, um, what's at stake is their life. Right? and you have something like a, a severe stressor like this pandemic, you're gonna see that this 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 disease is really gonna surface and come out in full force.
5: Yeah, I have to agree. Cause even, I mean, with me, it's, it's been a long time since I've had a drink or anything, but it's so funny because old emotional habits try to creep back in. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that's been a trip because I haven't had to deal with that in a long time. But yeah. like, you know, old emotional habits that you would use to justify let me just get out a bottle of wine yeah. and just kick it, and you know what chill. I mean? Just knowing that, mm-hmm. oh no, not you. Right. Because you know that one bottle will turn into two and then you'll be back to three.
0: Exactly. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
1: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
0: This Is Uncanny USA.
2: He says, Somebody's in the house and I screamed.
3: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
1: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this there's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the US. at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it,
0: your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024
6: presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever
3: you're listening.
5: So Andrew in Long Island, New York has a question. What's going on, Andrew?
3: My name's Andrew, obviously. I'm 30 years old, been dealing with uh, heroin and opiate addiction since I was 23, As of today, I'm 34 days clean. I literally left. um, Congratulations. I left rehab, rehab and that day was, like, when this whole pandemic started to happen, and I was not prepared for that at all. But, you know, I overdosed twice in the same day before I uh, went to rehab, and I have a good plan and everything. But with being newly sober, um, the one thing I'm really struggling with is without, like, that personal connection with in-person conversations, meeting people, stuff like that. So I just want to ask, like, what advice would you give to, you know, fill that void that I feel like I'm lacking?
4: Yeah. back to Mike?
6: I feel you. You know, there is something to be said, whether you're in the rooms or, you know, in I know in my office, I'm missing that person to person connection. My advice for you is to just live through the serenity prayer right now. You could not control the fact that the pandemic was going to hit just at the time that you were getting out of rehab. But there are so many things that you have control over. You are missing connection as I think so many people are right now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in whatever way you can get that right now, get it, whether that's a Zoom meeting, video conferencing. I'm using like a encrypted video conferencing service for for my patients to do one-on-one therapy, FaceTime with your friends, you know, setting up times to like have dinner with them over FaceTime whatever it is that you can do for right now um, until that time passes.
4: I don't know if you have a sponsor, Andrew, but I would encourage you to try to get a sponsor in this time if you possibly can. Um, And really, the the online meetings through Zoom are absolutely great. Have you tried that yet?
3: Yeah, I've been going to them. I've been sharing. But for some reason, I can't get into the online meetings. You know, I'm not going to say I love them. It's
4: just tough for me. I, I feel you. I, I understand that it's difficult and challenging for you, but just know that this too shall pass. Mm. It will. It will pass. And this is just what you need to do to maintain yourself until you're able to get back into the meetings. And, you know, it's something that you just don't have any control over. So you just have to try to stay connected however you can. And your phone and your computer right now is going to be your best friend. Just so that you know, Andrew, to just
5: give you a little context, uh, my mother uh, gave me here. She's she's 29 years
4: clean. Wow. My heroin addiction. Heroin was my drug of choice too, so I, I definitely feel you. Yeah. And you can also look at this as that it's maybe a good time for you too, because now you're confined to the house. And so you can't even get out there to, like, sneak out and go. Mm -hmm. No,
3: that's exactly like, you know, I've been walking five, six miles a day. I have a routine, things that I do, I meditate, a lot of stuff. That's the hardest part was, like, you know, dealing with your own emotions, especially newly clean. It's funny, the one thing I'm missing the most is seeing people in person. As far as what you said, getting a sponsor, you're 100% right. And I just did in the past, but I'm ready.
4: And you're doing it, Andrew. Yeah. You're doing it. You know what I mean? You're actually doing it. So just focus on the things that you're doing right now. And once again, this too shall pass. You're on the right path, you know? Yeah, you keep no, praying.
3: No, this is temporary. Yeah. It's all temporary, and you're right. We have no control over it.
4: Right, and tell yourself your own story. Mm. Remember what you came from, and know that you don't want to go back there. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, my mom saved my life. She walked in. I wasn't even breathing. I told her, you gave birth to me, and then you rebirthed me when you saved my life, because I've been clean since then, and I have a totally different look, and I thank her for that, you know, every day.
5: You know what, Andrew? We are sending you love and strength, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna be praying for you on this side, for sure. Absolutely. But we're really happy for you to be where you
4: are right now. Of
3: course. Day by day. I really appreciate it. Yeah,
4: one day at a time, Andrew, one day at a time. Thank you, Andrew. Wow. it's powerful. It is. I'm really concerned about the newcomers, especially those ones that, I mean, when I'm online, I'm hearing people that have 27 days, nine days, 24 hours.
6: Yeah. So if you're newly sober right now, it's really tricky, but you can go back to the basics. You can do what a lot of addicts will do in the beginning of their sobriety, which is 90 meetings in 90 days. It can't be in person. You know, you may have to do those 90 meetings in Zoom. Uh, you can find a, a sponsor. You can find a new individual therapist online and, and do weekly or even daily sessions if you need to right now.
4: And one thing I want to say, too, for, for a lot of people, it was the meeting after the meeting. Right. You know, you go to the meeting, but then it was all the socializing yeah. and the connections and the camaraderie that you developed and relationships that you developed with people after the meeting, and there's still a way to do that. Your phone is going to be your best friend around this time. Right. And you just really have got to go the full length to stay connected with people. And I, so I would guess to
5: really lean on your sponsor.
4: Yeah. Big time. And if don't feel like if you don't have one, you can't get one. Because I was on a meeting last night when there was a young lady that was looking for a sponsor. Right. And the person that was running the meeting was like, hey... Anybody who can help this young lady, please put your information in the chat so that she can reach out. People, put your phone numbers in. I mean, it's still run like a traditional meeting.
5: Yeah.
4: All right, next question. Aloha, Jada. My name is Rochelle, and I'm from Ever Beach, Hawaii. I was on track to lose weight, but then the pandemic hit, and now I can't go to the gym. How can I stay on track and fight off my cravings to want to sit at home? This is a hard one. I'm
5: seeing a lot of people having a lot of struggle around food. I have a girlfriend that is going through the exact same thing.
4: Yeah, because you're sitting home and you're just, there's a bunch of junk and you're bored and you're eating out of boredom. Help us, Dr. Mike. (laughs) And isn't
6: it sort of crazy that health professionals and and all the things you see in, in the news always say to avoid processed food and now... You know all of the recommendations are hey stock up on all that food and of course those processed foods are the ones that are highly addictive and of course food is the most socially acceptable drug of choice and right. you know neurochemically speaking sugar releases dopamine in the brain just like cocaine does so you know wow. you can see how, how all of these processed foods especially uh can be so addictive in the brain you know i think a couple strategies Work first. Having a plan, you know, we see in research that just the act of taking your food out of a container, putting it on a real plate, and sitting at a table works wonders at helping people to actually eat less. Huh. Because you know what happens, we eat mindlessly. Research looking at other countries versus Americans, Americans don't listen to their internal cues for for satiety. We tend to watch the TV as we're eating. So we don't even realize that we're full, but when we actually sit down at a table, we're forced to turn to those internal cues. And, and by the way, now is not the time you need to like, rush through your meal and get drive-through. You know, you have the time to like, prepare the meal. You could actually sit down as a family.
5: Just like you said, Dr. Mike, that is one addiction that is super socially accepted and we can build all kinds of justifications around why we should be allowed to eat whatever we want at this time because food's not available in certain areas. You gotta get what you can. That's a hardcore
2: struggle.
6: Yeah. And especially for food addicts, you know, because Gan wouldn't sit at home with a bunch of heroin, but food addicts and people with eating disorders, they have to have food in their cabinets, in their freezer exactly. right now. Yeah, so exactly. it's especially hard for them.
5: Food addicts should be able to find programs online mm-hmm. as well. When uh, you spoke about putting the food that you are planning to eat on a plate, yeah, yeah, taking it to the table so that if you have issues with food addictions that has to be part of the routine, right? That to bring yourself into a level of mindfulness that you got to put those Cheetos on a plate, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or those barbecue (laughs) potato chips, and you got to put it on a plate and sit at the table and actually eat it. And then you look at it and you go... Should I really be eating this right now? Right, because Mm -hmm. it definitely puts in a certain mindfulness, yeah. I think that's a really helpful tip, even for me. (laughs) Yes, I have to remember that tonight (laughs) when I want a cookie. I have to get my plate and put (laughs) my cookie on it. You know, because for me, it's barbecue potato chips, so, Um, and french fries and pizza. Next question. Hey, ladies,
7: my name is Brittany, and I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So being home all day long because the quarantine is driving me a bit nuts, I'm used to waiting until at least 5 p.m. for some wine, but now that my girlfriends and I are having a virtual cocktail party, I'm noticing my drinking starting earlier and earlier in the day. Do you think this is okay given the circumstances or do you think I should be cutting back?
6: Well, the fact that you're asking uh, is an early indication that maybe you do have a problem. You know, in healthcare, the the four questions we ask are, have you ever felt that you needed to cut back on your drinking? Have you ever gotten annoyed that somebody else suggested it? Have you ever felt guilty? Um, And have you ever needed an eye opener in the morning? And, you know. If you answer yes to one of those questions and you may have a problem with drinking so you know it's just a great time to change our relationship to foods devices and to replace them one of the things that i love willow was talking about is using a lot of replacement therapy so focusing not so much on what we're taking away from our lives yeah. you know less 420 but actually focusing more on what we're adding like more yoga exactly. and it's like okay what could i add to my life, not what am I taking away? Because exactly. when we focus on what we add, it's, it's coming at life from this place of abundance as opposed to a place of, of lack. Mm-hmm. And, and human beings do a lot better when we, when we come at it from like a, what can I add to my day rather than what, what do I have to take away?
7: I love that adding because really most of the time it's like we're thinking to ourselves like, oh man, like I already feel like I don't have yes. enough. So if this is taken away, like what am I going to do? But changing that perspective of, no, what can I add so that maybe I won't even have time for this part? Right. right.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast.
5: All right, so next question.
1: Hi, Red Table. My name is Marvin. I'm from Washington, D.C. And unfortunately, I am a smoker, but I have been trying to quit because I do hear that COVID-19 does kill smokers at a faster rate than non-smokers. But I just can't seem to stop. Please help me.
6: That's a great question because it is so important for us all to quit. Urges don't actually last long. So if you can buy yourself five minutes, those addictive urges have a chance to just sort of pass through. I really like diaphragmatic breathing. So one thing that you can do is just place one hand up here and another on your belly. When we move into fight or flight, your breathing tends to be up here by your chest. When we're in that opposite state, the rest and digest, your breathing tends to be down in your belly. So all you have to do is only move the hand that is on your belly and keep the hand at your chest completely still. That actually tricks the brain into thinking that danger has passed. And if you just do this really deep belly breathing for five minutes, you'll actually notice that blood pressure can come down. You're gonna feel more physically calm and all of those things can allow
8: that urge to pass. Mm,
5: That's amazing. So next question.
2: Hi Jada, my name's Tara. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and I cannot stop worrying about COVID-19. I'm someone who already has a lot of anxiety, so times like this are really rough for me, and I'm also affecting my friends and family. If you have any advice, I'd really appreciate it.
6: Yeah, I-, I think a lot of people can relate to this, and I've seen OCD-like symptoms in most of the country now. Yeah. We can't confuse the possible with the probable. We have to just continue to do what we can to keep safe. The one fear that I have is that all of the people with anxiety disorders and OCD, that this is gonna be the undoing of them because I've worked with them so hard to help them to realize that the world is actually a pretty safe place. And now they're going to say, see, I told you the world wasn't safe. Um, But that thinking is is sort of this black or white thinking that if, if this time was unsafe, therefore the whole world is unsafe and it will always be unsafe. And we have to realize that this is not how it will always be. And we have to realize that, yes, in this time right now, we are doing things that are unique and that this time will pass. The more we focus on the things that we can control, I think the more peace we will all feel with the things that we can't control, i.e. the coronavirus pandemic right now.
5: Yeah. It's so funny that, you, that you're that you talking about this because as you can see, we have no shoes on because
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were just
5: talking about this before we came in here. I was saying, okay, everybody take their shoes off. Yeah. We can't, you know, no wearing shoes anywhere in the house, right. any shoe that's ever been outside, don't wear it in the house <laughs> because we heard that the virus might live on the bottom of your shoes. And then Willow was just like, you know what? At some point, you let just go. gotta chill and let go, yeah. you know? And so I'm really working on my- Chill and let go. My chill and let go. <laughs> Cause it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. It, it is so easy to just try to, someone like me who's, you know, always trying to control everything and I just realized in this particular circumstance, I'm really learning in a in a hardcore way what I'm actually not in control of yeah. at all. Yeah. We have Marlene in Flint, Michigan has a question. Hi, Jada Willow and Gammy. Hey.
4: I have been a recovering alcoholic for four years now. Okay. And I used alcohol to self-medicate from when I was younger because I had a very traumatic childhood, and now I'm in isolation, which means I have a lot of idle time, and I don't want to go back there. I really don't.
5: Marlin, do you go on to any AA meetings online?
4: No, I don't go to AA meetings online. I had a really bad drinking habit at 12,
8: mm-hmm.
4: and I didn't realize what it was until I got older, and I, I kind of skipped the AA, because they made me realize what it was that made me drink was my past. It's just so, it's really hard for me to go back into it too far, because I kind of block it out, you know what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, and, and that's your brain protecting you. I believe that you have not gone to the root of your trauma. My gut is telling me that you still have unprocessed trauma, or under-treated trauma, is that right? Correct. Unprocessed trauma is one of the biggest triggers in my experience for addiction Mm. and if we could successfully process your trauma i believe that you would notice a decrease in your urges to drink right so it's sort of like the dominoes it's like you're sort of focusing on the eighth domino we need to go back to the first domino Mm. you know why did those urges appear in the first place i would say right now aa via zoom but when this coronavirus isolation is over you know look for a practitioner in your area who's trained to treat trauma
5: well thank you marlene thank you i'm really hoping that you can find a support group to at least get you through this time of isolation in regards to right keeping on the path of not drinking so we are sending you just love and strength thank you thank you
4: and i think you guys are so beautiful
5: (laughs) thank you We have one of Willow's friends named Jesse. And the reason why I'm excited to have Jesse speak with us today is because Jesse's got a year clean as of two days ago. (laughs) Jesse!
4: Jesse, congratulations! Congratulations!
5: We heard that you have a question for Dr. Mike here.
8: Yeah, so things around, I live in a treatment center, and things have been like a bit wild around here. And the fact is that I have a year, and that's, like, a lot longer than some people have around here. So how do I, like, shepherd people through the darkness right now when, like, I can't even really see myself?
7: Mm. Wow, that's real.
8: That's a
6: great question, Jesse.
8: What I always tell people is
6: get specific. You know, hey, I'm going to FaceTime you or, you know, you and I, let's sit down and do a big book meeting, like, Thursday, you and me, you know, and, and the more specific you can get, especially if you see people are struggling with that request or that that offer, the better. So, so good work, Jesse, and thanks for being a light for others.
4: I would say too, Jesse, to try to get people to stay in the now, and that people should not spend a lot of time looking towards tomorrow. Like, try to stay in the present, like, like today. what's happening right now today. And sometimes you have to do it minute by minute, hour by hour, you know, to just get through. But that's how we do it, one day at a time. Everything is one day at a time. And if you start looking down the road to next Thursday or Friday, sometimes even tomorrow, it gets to be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So you want to try to keep people focused on the present. What's happening right now? What are you doing right now? Well, right now, you're talking to me. Mm -hmm. You know, we're having a conversation. You know, maybe there's a meeting that you can log on to in 10 minutes or whatever. You know what I mean? So just try to keep people kind of focused on the now. That should help. Yeah, I
8: mean, it's scary. Uh, I have a lot of friends who, because of this, they decided to, like, leave the treatment center, and they're now all, like, out. And, like, one of my friends left. The first day he left, he overdosed on fentanyl. Oh, yeah. And oh oh. uh, he managed to be, he's like, okay. But I said to him, I was like, dude, like, if you keep this up, you're going to die. Yeah. And like, like, and we both lost a friend like two weeks ago. Wow. So we you know, like this is, it's so serious around here. It's, it's scary. Yeah. 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 One of my first days, one of my best friends hears something to me that's stuck in my head. And that's, uh, rehab is where you meet people, have the most intimate Friendships you've ever had, the strongest relationships you'll ever gonna make, and then some of those people are going to die. There yeah. you go.
4: That's right. Everybody's not gonna make it.
8: Everybody's That's so not true, gonna Jessie. make
5: it. Well thank you, Jesse. I, I really appreciate your desire to help others through the darkness during this time and we're proud of you over here and we are flowing you a lot of love so and strength love. your way.
4: Take care of yourself, Jesse. I, I want to say, too, you do have to be careful trying to help other people Right. and just recognize that you are the most important one. Right. These are the
5: times where everybody's so vulnerable, you really got to make sure you're taking care of yourself yeah. first.
4: I was talking to Karen the other day. And, who is your sister, right, who my, also my sister. has how many years, clean? If I have 30, that means she probably has, probably is going into 40. 40. Wow. OK. We were just talking about while people are talking about being bored. I, I see this whole time as an opportunity for the world to kind of hit the reset button mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to really start going inside, thinking about who you are as a person, what's really important to you. Yeah. Think about how you've been living your life yeah. and what changes you need to make for yourself. Yeah. Right. Just for yourself. It's kind of like an opportunity to clean up and clean out. Yeah. Right? I definitely believe yeah. that. So what do we do to try to keep people on a positive path? To to be in a more positive frame of mind while this is happening.
5: I think it's what the doctor was saying. Instead of thinking about having to get rid of things totally and the or, putting, or, or back in. putting you know, it's more about what can I add versus what's yeah. being taken away. Okay. And I don't want to get foofy foofy, but also just like what
7: helps me is just like listing things that like
5: I'm grateful for. Yeah. Things that That I took for granted before and now really like every single aspect of everything. You know, really just, you know, right now health, like as of right now, we're healthy. Right. You know, and just going, thank you. You know, any other time, I'm not even really thinking thinking about about that, that, you know.
4: For addicts, um, being grateful and the the attitude of gratitude is paramount to our recovery process. The old saying is a grateful addict will never use. Mmm. You know, if you're staying grounded in gratitude, thinking about where you came from and where you are now. Right. Just tell yourself your own story. You don't have to hear anybody else's story. I don't need to hear anybody else's story, really, if I remember my own. Okay? You better like... Preach. <laughs> so a grateful addict will not use you got to do what, what's necessary to stay in a place of gratitude. Right.
5: That works for all of us yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Just stay Absolutely. in a place of gratitude. I just want to uh, thank everyone who shared their testimony yes. with us today and just know we are really sending love and strength to all those out there who are struggling
2: yeah. with...
5: Addictions of all kind. And even if you can't do it for yourself right now, find something or someone to do it for. Right. Because we're not always in the space where we can do it for ourselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, in my times of trial, my kids.
4: Yeah. My kids. Just find that thing. Yeah. And at some point in time, the light bulb will go off yes, and you'll be doing it for you. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that's real. And
5: when the universe knows that it's something you really want, doors open.
4: Yeah. And that's true, too. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Well, let's right. end in the serenity prayer.
5: Yeah. Yes. Damn, you know the serenity prayer?
4: I do. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There it
5: is. There it is. I wish I could give you guys That's a hug so right now, but I, I can't. Know. Love yeah. you both. Love Gam, you. thank you. Yeah. You always come through with the gangster you wisdom, do. that you OG do. wisdom hey. The 29 years of wisdom. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at Facebook.com slash Talk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk Podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeartRadio.
1: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25
4: years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.